Angela Cocott hanging out with you. You're listening to On Point. Not sure if you've checked out the live trial, the defamation trial between Johnny Depp and his wife, Amber Heard. At one point, there were accusations, and it was in an op-ed piece that Amber Heard had written without naming Johnny Depp, but talking about domestic abuse. Johnny Depp has fired back, saying he never physically abused Heard or any other woman and has maintained that Heard was the instigator in the relationship who would push him to become embroiled in profane arguments. We'll deal with the trial in just a few minutes. Right now, though, I want to bring in Dr. Don Dutton, Professor Emeritus, University of British Columbia. Dr. Dutton, thanks so much for your time tonight. Yeah, my pleasure. I wanted to talk about it because this is something we don't talk about very much. When it comes to domestic abuse, how big or small an issue is when it comes to a man claiming he is the victim of a domestic abuse relationship? Well, you know, uh, Stats Canada has been collecting data on domestic abuse victims since 1999. Uh, They collect it every five years, and every time they collect it, more men report domestic abuse than women. So it so, is an issue. Yeah, go ahead, Don. Yeah, men, men are more frequently the victims of domestic violence. And in fact, in the United States, they've done uh, five very large sample surveys where they've asked people both about being a victim of domestic violence and being a perpetrator of domestic violence. And what they find is that 50% of all domestic violence cases are bilateral, match for level of severity. They're two-way violence. And what happens is on one particular day, the violence gets a little bit more out of hand. They phone the police, and the police show up, and 82% of the time they arrest the man because they've been trained to do that. Of the remaining 50% that's unilateral violence, 35% is female perpetrated. So that leaves just 15% that is actually male perpetrated, and those are the ones that get all the publicity. Wow, those stats are kind of alarming. I didn't expect They're, it that way. But people in Canada are always stunned, always stunned when they get the real information about domestic violence. I so actually, you're not alone. yeah, yeah, I'm not alone. Well, because I wonder how willing it it does come down to numbers and how yeah. willing men are to report that they have been victims of abuse. But when I look at those numbers, it looks like men are saying, "Yeah, it happens to me as well." Well, that's because they're doing it now in a victim survey, right? So they're being asked, yeah. did this ever happen to you? Uh, they're not being asked to phone the police. And if you ask them to phone the police, it's a different response because the police in Canada have been trained to, just to disregard uh, violence against males. I mean, it just comes down to that. I hate to be so bald about it, but that's the bottom line. And it comes down to also then just our own... Uh, knowledge, the the ability to understand that there is two pe- people in most relationships and it's not always just the female that is the victim? Well, absolutely, it's not the female that's the victim. In fact, it more frequently, it's the male. It, it, was a po- it was a political push that got women identified as victims because there were a couple of high-profile cases. And, it, it, you know, our whole domestic violence policy in Canada, doesn't matter what province you go into, is based on a political view of domestic violence, not on what social science tells us about domestic violence. So then what does that mean when it comes to help for men who are in violent relationships? It sounds like they'd have a more difficult time getting help, turning to people to help them. What's the situation there? Well, my colleague, Denise Hines, who is in the U.S., studied uh, abused men. 
And she found that when abused men had called around for help and they wound up calling a domestic violence shelter, 41% of them were told that they were the real abuser, even though they were the one that was calling for help. In Canada... I'm I'm pausing, Don. I'm pausing, Don, because I'm sure my listeners are also saying... Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, well I can understand. I can, yeah, yeah. Canada, I, can, I can understand. It, yeah, sorry, Dan, go ahead. It's, it's abysmal. It's abysmal. Uh, let me just tell you this. There's something like 200 shelters for women coast to coast in Canada. For men, there are no government-sponsored shelters anywhere in Canada. There's one shelter in Toronto that the Canadian Centre for Men and Families have opened up with private donations. The government donates zero to that because it refuses to recognize that men might be victims of domestic violence. Well, we're having the conversation and I'm still kind of gobsmacked, but is that what it's going to take? More conversations, men making sure that they're getting their message out to that they need assistance, that they aren't stereotypical or uh, put into a, a, a box saying that no men do not suffer from abuse. Men are the perpetrators. Well, you know, it, it's, it, it's hard to overcome the idea that men are bigger and stronger and therefore they ought to be able to protect themselves. That overlooks the fact that most men actually will not hit a woman. Okay, like 4% at most of men would even hit a woman. And so most men are socialized never to hit a woman and men won't protect themselves, even ones that are being beaten up. And so the public tends to think that men can just look after themselves. But, you know, in fact, if you look at some of the case studies, they're pretty blood-curdling. I mean, they did one study in the U.S. on uh, hospital emergency wards, and they found that up until midnight, 13% of all the men that were admitted there were admitted for domestic abuse injuries. Now, there's never been a study that's asked that question in Canada. It's part of our great ignoring of violence against males that goes on in Canada. Not one single study ever been done. And I, and I think we're focusing on um, physical abuse, but there must be yeah. uh, strong numbers then also in, in mental abuse and emotional debut, abuse between yes. uh, men and women and men receiving the emotional abuse. Absolutely. I mean, when you get into emotional abuse, the numbers go up. From, you know, what I, I was citing to, you know, like 40% of people, of couples reporting emotional abuse at some point. But and again, it balances out pretty evenly gender to gender. It's not a one-way thing at all. Um, I mean, the, 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 you know, the, the political model of domestic violence is really outdated. It's based on this idea that the man was a wage earner, made all the money, so the woman was kept at home and she was essentially a prisoner and victimized and having to put up with the abuse. But of course, that doesn't fit the model in today's society. I mean, women are independent and doing their thing as much as men are, and they've got jobs too, and they're not independent. They're not uh, financially dependent on a man. So, I mean, that model just doesn't work at all. Actually, it never did work, but I won't get into that. Uh, well, uh, but anyway, the social you know science yeah. Data, yeah, the social science data say absolutely we should be dealing with this uh, as an interactive phenomenon. We should be involving family therapists uh, uh, in as part of the mix. We should be using couples counseling as part of the mix, not this sort of court-mandated treatment for men, period, which is what we do. You know, the Toronto Star ran a series of articles in 2021 about why domestic abuse... Uh, policy wasn't working. 
So I emailed the woman that was writing him up at the star and said, listen, the reason it's not working is we think about it from day one completely wrong. It's it's not this political model. It's something else. Well, she just signed off. She didn't want to hear that. So, I mean, you can say we can talk about it, but the problem is people don't want to hear. Huh. Uh, we've got... We've got things in place now. You know, we've got a, a system working, a government system working. Uh, University of Western Ontario, they've got a Center for Violence Against Women and Children. So that doesn't that sort of tell you who the designated perpetrator is? Wow. Don, I'm so women, glad. Uh, violence Against yeah, Women I'm, and Children? <laughs> right. You know right. what? I'm so glad we had the conversation. Thanks so much for opening it up for us. No problem. Enjoy. Dr. Dr. Don Dutton, Professor Emeritus, UBC. Wow. What are your thoughts on that? Preconceived ideas? We all guilty of it? Let's take a break. I'm going to bring in Glenn Bregonier. He'll talk more about the herd Depp trial. Also want to get his thoughts. I'm Angela Cocott. You're listening to On Point.